OG Podcast Network presents. Welcome to Fireside. First off, welcome to Fireside. We'll be talking comic books the entire time. Ain't going nowhere, so dry your eyes. Already lasted longer than fireflies. Stay tuned, Mickey's got the creepiest news. From books to TV, the movie reviews. Plus the next toy, baby, here we choose. Even a superhero fight club, we usually lose. So pop in those earbuds, turn up those speakers. Feel my power, earth too. Hello, hello, hello! Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Minty, and with me is still just our beep you. Yeah, features isn't here, but that's okay because we have a replacement, Mr. Frank Kelly, and yeah, something about the internet. <laughs> I'll try it one more. Can you put a little effort into it, Yeah, I did. I forgot what I was supposed to say. Hello, hello, internet. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I forget hello. Uh, I don't say it very often. (laughs) People just see me and they're like, this guy is awesome. So I'm like, I know. (laughs) Hello, internet. Wait, hello, internet. (laughs) Batman always wins. (laughs) He's going to love the fact that that keeps happening. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm here here for you guys. All right. So uh, welcome to the Saturday show. It's where we don't talk about the news. The new news. (laughs) Yeah, so what we wanted to do since we got a chance to uh, to spend uh, the weekend with the uh, the wonderful crew of uh, Comic Playground, uh, we wanted to introduce everybody to who they were. So we already know Frank. Frank's been on the show multiple times now, but he, he prefers the legendary Frank oh, Kelly. Yeah, yeah I'm I had to sign that. a contract that said that. No, <laughs> <laughs> dead air. <laughs> Well, a lot of times people say will actually say something like that when they introduce me. The the they'll say the incredible Frank Caliendo, and I'm like, I am like a Marvel hero. So, uh, you want me to, to to introduce you guys a little bit more, your audience, to some of the players? If you could, uh, yeah, we've got two on with us right now. Uh, I wanted to call him Donnie Most, but he's not Donnie Most. He's Donnie <laughs> Ivory. Sit on it. <laughs> <laughs> he's King <laughs> Bucko. He's king of the one-liner, uh, the awkward one-liner. Zach, who you'll hear later, is king of the one-liner, but uh, king of the awkward one-liner is Donnie's usually sitting on a love sack, which sounds a lot dirtier than it is. Uh, it's basically a beanbag off to the side. Uh, recently, he's been uh, spending more time up with the crew, uh, but we're sending him back to the beanbag because that's where he's magical. And then, of course, the uh, you guys may have heard, you guys, I know you guys have heard him, a man who needs no introduction, a man who everybody in the entire fan fusion convention center was looking for, and every time they saw is that Corbin Ford? Corbin? Corbin? Oh Corbin <laughs> Dallas? Wait, we have Corbin on the show? Multipass. Corbin Ford? Corbin? Corbin, my man? Dallas? Yes. Was that the Corbin that went on the first and 14th date ever? First and 14th? First and 14th. I don't yeah, know. it's just about how many people there were for the speed dating. How did that speed dating... So if for people that don't know, that there was speed dating... At the Phoenix Fan Fusion. Geek speed dating. Yeah. And you can hear more about that actually on the podcast, on the Comic Playground podcast, which we'll send you later, uh, which you'll have you guys on as well, which is the wrap-up show from that. But how did that How did that speed dating go a little bit? It, it went okay. It started off really awkward. Okay, hey, that's like, enough. And uh, right. just, just a stinger. It was okay. I'm no, I just on. realized we're going to wrap. We're going to talk about that there. So let's talk about you. Uh, or we talked about that already. I forgot. Oh, I forgot. All right. I'll t- I got, I got you from here. Theory. Theory. No, no, strength theory. theory. I went to the future. <laughs> just sit back. I got you. I got yeah. from here. Um, so Why he wanted me to jobs. talk to the guys. I'm like, it's your show. You introduced him. You did your thing. Good okay, job. Congratulations. Now sit back. 
right, back up. There you go. All right, so what I wanted to get... Uh, Not mad. <laughs> who listens to our show. I wanted to get uh, a chance to introduce them to who you both are. Actually, I want to make sure that everybody in the uh, Comic Playground crew gets a, a chance to talk, but I wanted to get an idea of your backgrounds. Like, what got you into comics? Who are the characters that you're really into? Before we do that, we want to let the listeners know that this is part of the Fireside family. We're, we're all going for the same thing. We had a great weekend together, so... We wanted to welcome you guys formally to to our side of the fireplace. Right, and, and Corbin could have had an even better weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. Okay. More on that to come. Oh, that oh, was right. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? No, but now yeah, I get just it. stay away from it. Okay. So, right. Answer his questions. All right, well, let's, let's start with this. So, Corbin, tell me, um, why get into this comic podcast in the first place? Like, what, what brings you here? Tell me a little bit about your history, your background with comics. Um, so I've always loved comics from an early age. My grandpa, and I don't think I've shared the story, but his name is Jose Lopez, and he was the person who introduced me to comic books, Batman being the first one. And that was the hero that I really gravitated to. The first Batman book I remember reading was The Killing Joke. I think I was five or six. And you read The Killing Joke at five or six? Yeah, I was reading I that. now understand well, what's wrong. Wow. I was reading at four, so it's that's, a problem. That's Why a rough bar, book. Yeah. Huh? yeah. Rough <laughs> <laughs> They're not worried about when you were reading, the age you were reading. But the that material was you were reading is what they're oh, talking about. Yeah, that would make sense. Oh, dear heaven. Okay, I didn't see it as a bad story, but he got me into all of those comics and into the stories and really just threw everything at me. I think uh, the the one book I remember owning and reading every night, I ruined it. I, I, I peed the bed and was I fell asleep with it. You it peed was, the bed because you were reading that, that book. I was like, <laughs> this sounds exactly the same story you it told was, a couple weeks ago about your like currently. Oh, okay. <laughs> it turns out you peed the bed a lot. That's what I'm. That's, that's what not, I'm finding no, out. No, it was the a 1980s, I guess, um, out of print paperback between the first Marvel DC crossover. So Spider Man vs Superman, uh, Batman vs Incredible Hulk, and the Teen Titans vs the X Men. And each one had a villain that was behind the scenes. So for the Superman Spider-Man one, it was uh, Doc Ock and Lex Luthor. For the Batman Hulk, it was the Joker. And then for the Teen Titans X-Men, it was Darkseid. And so I remember reading from then. And as I got older, I was just picking up other books, hit or miss. I didn't really know kind of where to go um, as far as an order. So I just started with illustrations and then just story. And then it kind of morphed into, okay, I love this character. So... Batman being one I like. Let me read as much Batman as I like. Ooh, Spider-Man. Let me go from there. And it kind of just spread from there. And now your love for Jubilee is just unheard of. Uh, yeah, knows no bounds. <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting that answer. All right, Donnie, how about you? Uh, for me, it was uh, 1992 when the X-Men animated series came out on mm. Fox. That's what really got it for me. That's my ringtone, too. Yeah. But yeah, I started getting into them. Wolverine being my favorite, obviously. That's the shirt I'm wearing right now. Gambit, Magneto, and then uh, I got into Image Comics because um, they just started out, and I was like, oh, yeah, Spawn number one, that's going to be worth a lot, or Pit number <laughs> one, or Youngblood number one, but yeah, it turns out there were so many printings of those, uh, yeah. <laughs> every issue was number one. Yeah. <laughs> I think I feel like every main collection has a Spawn number one. Yeah, I was going to say that, too, because I, I even have one through four in my collection. I mean, if you don't have Spawn number one in your collection, I don't know what to tell you. I'm Ooh, sorry. Whoops. <laughs> Ouch. No, I'm just. It seems like when you buy your comic Don, collection, it should Don come with judgmental. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have no idea. He's basically calling people losers. A little bit. A little I'm bit. sitting right here. You don't have spawn number one. I don't know if I have it anymore. You have spawn number one. I, I think I gave you spawn number one. You might have. I have Batman spawn by Frank Miller. Mm -hmm. Well, so then let's let's go into that a little bit because Corbin, you were talking about the differences in the art and then in the story. What what draws you in more? Is it is it the art or is it the story? 
over time that's changed. It used to be the art. And even now art is still if it's clunky and all over the place and sprawling, like it took me a while to adjust to like Rob Liefeld, like it will throw me off. <laughs> but if it's a good story at the end of the day, I can get behind it. At first it was definitely about the artwork and I was drawn to like Jim Lee's art. Um, even early Frank Miller, surprisingly, because <laughs> the, the rest of his art I kind of disagree with. But that was the first thing that caught my eye. And then after that, I would be drawn to the actual storyline. So an example would be Batman Hush, where Ooh. I love the illustrations, and I'm sure everyone does. But the story is not huge with me at all. Like, there's nothing there behind it that I'm really intrigued by. But I'll open it. I'm going to warn you like, right now, you might get beat up by Maurer at the end of the show. Um, um, I'll just run. You'll be I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Adonis, lock the door. <laughs> can we stop the recording? I don't want evidence of this. How the hell can you not like the story behind Hush? I, I felt the mystery was kind of dumb. and it Somebody was outsmarting <laughs> Batman's kind of dumb? What? Somebody outsmarting Batman? Oh, well, yeah. And that kind of goes against Batman. But also, it was really just a, a th mashup of all the heroes and villains, which is, I'm sure, what gravitated a lot of readers somebody to was all playing right. all the all heroes right. and villains. All right, all right, all right, you know, all right. Okay. We had I, I, no, 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 no. We still do. No. Just not with Guess that. we're not part okay. of the fireside family anymore. <laughs> no, Stop. you guys can be that guy. Oh, come on. <laughs> Stop. Wait, Corbin? Corbin Ford? <laughs> Corbin's going to go missing if he doesn't watch this. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I'll be calm. Um, yeah. uh, let's, Hush. Let's, oh, Whoa. wow, the dad jokes. Here. <laughs> comic book dad jokes. Hey, hey, I'm Uncle Frank. Uncle Frank. <laughs> Uncle Frank. All right. Moving on to somebody more interesting. Okay. Donnie. Yes. Art or, uh, art or the story? What brought you in? Art of the story? Mm -hmm. Art or the story? Or the story. Go to fish. Story. Story? Yep, absolutely. Uh, is that have the good story to suck you in? I mean, I do like the artwork. There's some comic books I do have just for the artwork, the cover of it and everything. But if, if it's a key issue, it's got to be a reason why the story or whoever was introduced in the uh, whatever character was introduced in it. Now, do you guys prefer just a single type of art for me? Like Mignola, uh, I love that. I love Frank Miller. But then I, uh, Alex Ross fan. Uh, yeah, I'm a huge Alex Ross fan. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Any um, chance I didn't you know. Yeah, I just, Tim I just, Sale I has a unique I just style. I love to DM him. I'm on Twitter. I'm trying not to even pay attention. You know what the funny thing is, is one of these hard. days he's going to hear this. He's going to go, it was one time. <laughs> no, he told me I was great. He's a big fan. Jim, Jim Lee's X-Men for me. But, you yeah. know, is it you like that cleaner style? Or do you guys go into the more exploratory st art styles or does that take you out of the story? I'm definitely into the cleaner artwork for me. Exploratory, I can go into that. And if it's compelling enough to draw me in as far as story and, okay, the artist more or less that way, then I'll stay in all the way. But if it's clean, Alex Ross, for example, like, Kingdom Come is my favorite, like that type of artwork. And I'm not saying it has to be as descriptive and and so visually like almost faithful to real life type, but But what I, about, about like Batman Noel or Hellboy? Uh, all right. That's all I Donnie. got. Donnie. You know, <laughs> no, no, I was gonna say I I don't wanna knock anybody, but I was gonna say like like Rob Rob Liefeld, everybody gives him crap because all his characters, he can't draw feet or he has too many pouches on or something well, like that. Well, that was the 90s. The pouches, that you can't you can't blame him for the pouches, but you can blame him for the feet. Yeah. <laughs> he, I mean, he blocked feet in most most. He uh, did. Most yeah. panels that he could, there were no feet. Uh, but <laughs> Like Jim Lee, like that that to me is like another example. He can be blocky sometimes, but that, that kind of artwork for more or less is easy to For time's sake. Palatable. For time's sake, because I want I want, I want to learn a little bit more about the two of you, because Mauer is just getting <laughs> angrier and angrier over there. Um. <laughs> Frankie told me they're cool. Maybe you should have vetted your, uh, your your guests a little more. I should have. Yeah. We took your advice. You do a lot of research. I got a Moon Knight book idea. for you. I make up a lot of stuff. Um, well, We're learning that yeah. ever more clearly. Although the Alex Ross DMs, that's true. 
I grew up really into Spider-Man, and Spider-Man was the key book that I was reading. Like really it, into it, Spider-Man. It took time uh, to really branch out into other books, but Spider-Man was like my go-to. That was my end-all, be-all book. So I know a lot more about Spider-Man than I know a lot about uh, other uh, storylines. So my question for the two of you would be, what was the character that brought you in, or who would you say that you're the expert in? Who is that one person or that one storyline or that one even company, if you want to go with it? What is the, the thing you feel you know most about? Wolverine. Wolverine? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Donnie, you have a, a pinball. Wolverine I do. Pinball. I do. I have a um, Prize wolf, yeah, Wolverine a limited edition pinball machine. Yeah. yeah they made uh, 300 Wolverines, 250 Magnetos, and then the rest were just a pro edition, like regular pinball machines. Not themed. It just had all the X-Men on it and all that. But yeah, so, it was just cool. So did you find yourself when you were in the store, you would just, anything that had Wolverine on it, you were grabbing? Or did that move into the... the array of different x-men books that there were it was just kind of wolverine brought pretty much any anything wolverine even my phone case obviously and Mm -hmm. things like that but yeah (laughs) you say i'm obsessed so in your (laughs) mind is there a wolverine story that's bad uh i'd probably have to say the uh the new one the uh return of wolverine where his claws heat up i thought that was just stupid to do i mean they already cut through anything why have him heat up (laughs) but yeah and and melt through anything listen he (laughs) likes to toast the bread as he cuts it (laughs) Yeah, I, I just, I don't know. You're just running out of too many ideas and you're just trying to make up stuff and just ruin a character. But You think that that would ruin the character? You think yeah, that one I mean, thing just, ruins him? If it's going to be a permanent thing, yeah. Why would it ruin him? Just, is he, he never he never had heat up claws in the first place. Well, and sure. then why, why add it? I mean, well, you know. Originally, he didn't even have claws that popped out. They were in the gloves. No, you're right. I know. I, you I just know don't want... It's a lot of things that, yeah, a lot of people just change on you. But just for me, that... That I, one was the top of the one that just I agree me. that a lot of Marvel changes recently have just felt hollow. Like they just did it to do it, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I get that, but don't characters need to change and evolve or they get stale? Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, yeah, they did it obviously a lot of times on Spider-Man, for instance, on your your behalf, but yeah. <laughs> All right, Corbin Dallas. Um, for me, <laughs> <laughs> it started with Batman uh, growing up. My, my, Killing my Joke, did you ever read that? Yes, <laughs> it was a killing joke. And How do you then, feel about Hush? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> then The Dark Knight Returns, um, then Haunted Night, and then The Long Halloween. And those were the ones I was kind of raised around. And then as I got older, I moved to Arizona. It was the books that I could afford. Um, that was mostly the big essential Marvels and the DC showcases, those old, you know, um, like the Silver Age comics, uh, black and white newspaper print. And f- for that, I actually turned into Spider-Man and read the whole, you know, um, Stan Lee, Steve Ditko run um, up through the death of Gwen Stacy. They went back for Craven the Hunter. It, it went in, you know, order. And then I start with the big storyline. So for Batman and Spider-Man, I would say from like origins to like the late 80s, early 90s, I'm like a pro at. And then after that, it's like the big stories and just getting back to, you know, a pull list and all. So we already know there's stories of Batman that you hate. And uh, I don't understand why, but. It's okay. Okay. Batman has changed a lot over the years, and most recently in the past year or two has changed a lot. Is that okay with you being a huge Batman fan, or do you prefer the older like detective-type Batman versus to the more family-oriented? I know that's not really... Yeah, no, I see where you're coming from. I, I think all of us have... I mean, Batman's been through many different writers and had different ways that he was looked at. I think each fan of Batman has a Batman in their mind of who he's supposed to be. And so for me, I'm a lot more open to having the Batman. I know it's a detective, um, the dark brooding. There's a lot of stuff he overcomes in himself. You know, Robin's usually there, but a lot of my favorite Batman stories are like just Batman stories. But seeing the Bat family and, and seeing how he's changed through the years, if it's a good story, I can accept it. 
um, while it not being my Batman. It's like watching the Batman movies and having the one that you like, which I'm not going to share mine here, but um, seeing the other interpretations of Batman. That's the best place go, to share it. <laughs> I don't want you this scared. I don't want to lose your respect. <laughs> you, you, you think you had it. You know, the, worst, the worst part about it is to end the segment right yeah. here with, I don't want to be, um, <laughs> I don't want to lose your respect. On that note, could you leave? <laughs> no, seriously. All right, no. All right, say 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 goodbye because we do have to switch you guys out. All right, um, bye, y'all. It was a pleasure meeting you, and I uh, hope to hear from you soon, Donnie. Maybe. Yeah, see, uh, it was great talking to you guys. I'll chat with you later. So we're gonna end up doing this again. I just wanted to make sure we had a brief introduction to everybody who, because the Comic Playground crew is a little bit bigger than ours. So I just want to make sure that uh, everyone gets their so, fair share. So now we're gonna do the halftime show while you guys are switching seats. Frank, can you give us a breakdown of the uh, the highlights? I'm going to do some uh, plate spinning <laughs> while uh, riding on a monkey. Is that what you wanted? That's what I wanted. Okay, I got it. All right, everybody just stop for a second. We can I'm, I'm holding you to this. <laughs> oh, you want me to do this? Let's whole? go. Oh, yeah. I've, uh, I've been warming up. I'll just do my Donnie impression the rest of the show. Okay, guys. Yeah, so I was playing my Wolverine pinball machine. So Donis and I switched so you know when the people moved up. What? So it's easier, it, easier, it works vis- better if you're in the mic, cue. though. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't use the microphone. We're still recording. <laughs> yes, we are. All right. Shh. There are we new didn't voices. introduce you yet. <clears throat> All right, Frank, take it away. <laughs> well, uh, on my left, uh, camera right, is uh, Adonis Blake. I am Adonis. He introduces himself after being introduced. Uh, and uh, to the right, uh, my right, your left, uh, Zach Coleman. I'm not going to introduce myself no. since I was just introduced. The Zach? The, the Zach Coleman? The Zach Coleman. Oh, here here in, in person. You live. just introduced yourself. <laughs> uh, good Frick, job. Got him. <laughs> These damn kids. All right. Would have gotten away with it. Same questions. Um, the, if you I, remember them, because we don't want to yeah, say We're them not again. saying yeah, them the second time. You're just going to talk remember. for a while. I'm sorry. But I, I do want to start with what got you into comics. Like What brought you around here to, in the first place? Adonis is just... Uh, pushed it to me so i'll go ahead uh i started reading when i was a teenager i so like 45 years ago so long ago <laughs> look at this gray hair uh back in the 90s so um thanks for combing it today. So it was pretty good is this a comb to you? So he's, about, <laughs> no. he's about five years younger than you <laughs> listen be, stop being so such a jerk <laughs> i don't have gray in my facial hair yet like frank does so that tells i paint you that age. in did you think i was talking about you just, oh, no sure. i was talking about mauer oh, oh. i don't know how also has gray in his facial hair just for men i, I actually facial brush hair it, I actually, or no i brush the gray in it's, it's just for men gray <laughs> for those men who want that extra style right, so just- anyway <laughs> uh, i started with spider-man and then i went on to x-men which seemed like a natural mm-hmm. sort of transition i kept with spider-man though i didn't leave him uh, and then it, it really just stuck with those two until, um, I don't know if you guys remember the Onslaught saga uh, in the 90s. Yeah, it was peak peak 90s Marvel comics. And that really introduced me to the rest of the Marvel Universe. And so basically from that point on, I read some of those characters who uh, were brought in by on, or to defeat Onslaught. So the Avengers, Fantastic Four. Um, and then I basically quit cold turkey in 2004 reading comic books. And so that's where my knowledge ends. What book? And it's obvious. Edge. 
I would I, say the Onslaught Saga. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I generally like to say I chose beer over comic books when I got to college. And so that was where my money went. But um, really, there was one comic that really pushed me over the edge. I can't even put a finger on what issue it was, but it was a Spider-Man issue where they gave him the power to talk to spiders. Mm. And I know that they eventually got rid of that. But after I read that, I was like, you know what? I already was starting to like beer more than comics. And this just put me over the edge. So <laughs> I want to say this too, about all these guys I met at a con through a comic book store yep. and everybody was doing, there were different stories. Zach's story was he was selling, this is true, not just a story, but it's and ongoing story. And he's selling comics for his uncle. Yes. So uh, my uncle has, or had, when I started selling them, about a 9,000 comic book collection, um, including Amazing Spider-Man number one, um, wow. Amazing Spider-Man number four, um, a couple of copies of 121, which was the death of Gwen Stacy. I thought Frank so, was the name dropper. Yeah. I'm, and here I am dropping comic book names, which is pretty cool. <laughs> On a comic book <laughs> podcast. Crazy. Yeah, man. exactly. Crazy. And so I was at this store um, basically figuring out how to sell them because I haven't done that. I have my own collection that still, but I'm not looking to sell. Uh, but my uncle, basically, I was cataloging his collection. He then uh, went through quadruple bypass surgery, uh, came out of that sort of life-changing event and said, you know what? I'm done with comic books. Just go ahead and sell the collection for me. And so I've been going through that. Just found a uh, Stanley signed uh, graphic novel to him that was written to him. So it says to uh, Philip Seplow, um, which was pretty cool back in uh, 1986 when nobody knew of Stanley other than comic book collectors, which to me makes it a little bit more significant. But, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so that's really brought me back into it. Um, so I've been really uh, trying to trying to get all the knowledge that I can to be best equipped to actually sell the comics. All right, Adonis. Um, well, uh, I'm Adonis. Hi, hello. Um, <laughs> no, I'm the first in my family to be born in America. So that being said, like my dad came to the country and he was all about like martial arts and stuff like that. So when I grew up, I was watching like, you know, um, Bruce Lee movies, Jackie Chan, like way back in the day, Jackie Chan, um, Sammo Hung, like all these people, like I watched all of that stuff, the Godzilla films, like the old school black and white Godzilla films, watching those uh, every like after Saturday morning cartoons and things like that. Um, lots of anime and things. So from when I was a little kid, I always wanted to be an artist. I drew Ninja Turtles. I drew all that stuff, Spider-Man, all that stuff. Um, and I wanted to be a comic book uh, artist when I grew up. And my mom said, no, you're going to be a lawyer. So I was like, oh, okay. Mom say that. Yeah. <laughs> and I went to school. I, I played football for a little bit and I was, um, uh, my major was law. And I said, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. I want to be a comic book artist where all of that came from. Like I would sit there and watch cartoons every Saturday, uh, every day after school, and it's I drew. I drew all the time. So unlike Corbin, what draws me, what always brought me in was, okay, that cover art is cool. Let me open it. I open it up. Okay, these panels are cool. Now I want to read what it has to say because I am very much so enjoying what I'm looking at. Um, so you're a real disappointment to your parents? <laughs> <laughs> Aren't we all? Uh, pretty much, you <laughs> at know. At least a little. I mean, my brother's in the NFL, so I, at least one of us did it. Um, so <laughs> he's also a lawyer. No, no, he's Has not. Love. <laughs> I had to think about. Where's that. your brother with the Falcons? Yes, he's yeah. with the Falcons. Um, and he got his degree in uh, psychology. We actually talked about it yesterday because he was trying to tell me about art, and I was like, "Look here, that's not how it goes." And 
Anyway, um, <laughs> sounds like I think opened you opened up a lot more than you thought you did with that joke. <laughs> really, just wanted to make him a disappointment. <laughs> and they never loved me. <laughs> no, but like, um, just like, uh, just like Zach, uh, uh, when when we were coming up, that's when Image and everybody was coming out and everything like that. Um, uh, I was really into, uh, really into Spawn, really into Spider Man. Um, when I was coming up. I was, like I said, I'm the first to be born in America. Um, I grew up in South Florida, and the type of black that I am is different from the other guys. Uh, so that was always like a weird thing. Like, I didn't talk like them, so they were like, why do you sound like that? And I was like, sound like what? What's wrong with you? And um, when I would uh, go to school, and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to be Superman. And the other kids, they were like, you can't, though, because you're, you're not, you're black. And I was just like... Oh yeah, you're right. So I can't be that that superhero. So when I got introduced to Spawn, when I got introduced to, um, gosh, what's his name from uh, from Ghostbusters? Uh, was it er, what Ernie Hudson? Ernie Hudson. Winston. I was, Winston. Yes. Winston. <laughs> you know, I was just like, oh my gosh, I can be these this, these heroes. I can do that. Oh, that's super cool. So I can still be a hero. And that mindset, like that's that's kind of what always drew me to certain heroes were the ones that were somebody different behind the mask. Um, I, I really got into anti-heroes a lot. Uh, Moon Knight, all those guys like, you know, sorry, Corbin, you're done. <laughs> so Shush. Even, even Shush. Someone who's a disappointment to his parents can be a hero. <laughs> exactly. Um, that, that stuff always drew me in. So when it came to those, like, um, even, even just like, uh, like Bruce Lee, you know, in the, the Chinese connection, when he came back home and everything like that, he was like, teacher, like, that's what I was looking for, for, for my comic book hero storylines. That's what I Some wanted. Super to. cop. Exactly. You so. should know this too. Uh, Adonis is what? Three weeks removed from having brain surgery. Yes. And he's already back and, and, uh, and smarter than you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Corbin. <laughs> I thought we were good friends. <laughs> what happened? Uh, I wasn't, I was not Shush! <laughs> Silence! Stop Encino manning people. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. No, no, so, we're going to let Donnie keep talking. He can do no wrong. Just keep. Okay. I'm 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 gonna veto that. Okay. Let's, let's move again to some other questions. <laughs> I was like, oh. Okay. Uh, all right. So going back into the the same set that we asked before, you said you started with Spider Man, uh, Zach. Is that the character still to this day that you're looking into, or is that your your expertise? You'd say. I wouldn't say I'm an expert in literally anything, but uh, absolutely. <laughs> I'd still, agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> D ditto. Um, so <laughs> it's. Uh, uh, yeah, I think there was something about Spider-Man and I think a lot of people who read comics in general because it was kind of a, uh, a sort of a nerd culture um, felt a lot of, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? A, lo a lot of affinity towards Spider-Man and, and um, empathy. You kind of saw him in yourself because he was this nerd uh, who got made fun of at school and who at the end of the day was still saving these people's lives even though he was being made fun of. Um, and so I think a lot of people could associate with that. Um, and it's not like I was necessarily being bullied at school, but I mean, I was still a guy who read comic books, which automatically you were bullied. in the yeah. day, you know, it, it, you weren't with the popular crowd necessarily. Right. So, um, and so I, I still, to this day, and, and I don't necessarily just see that in Spider-Man, but I felt 
that was why I was drawn to Marvel as a whole, as opposed to the DC comics, which if you're into those, it's great. I mean, anybody who can appreciate any type of art should appreciate it. But all the heroes were flawed in some way. And so um, at being in a human who, who inherently is flawed, I felt that that was what drew me into, drew me into Spider-Man. And then, of course, the X-Men, who were basically societal outcasts um, as mutants. And they, and they represented at different periods in history the, um, the, uh, the civil rights movement of the African-Americans or the uh, civil rights movement of the gays when I was reading, um, or I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that term. I hope it's not. I hope it's a PC. But but the, it, it the represented gays, yeah. those. It's, it's, that seems exactly about right. How you're supposed to say. In, in the '90s, that was it. But but it but it represented those movements, and you could see yep. um, actual society reflected in those comics, and that was why I continued to read them at the time, and why today, when I still see the movies or the TV shows, those are the ones that I'm the most drawn towards. Frank, can we get a disclaimer? Thoughts and opinions of Zach don't reflect that of us. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts and opinions do not reflect that of Fireside <laughs> Chats or Comic Playground. They are strictly limited to Zach Coleman at this address. <laughs> no, he's obviously a very caring and uh, wonderful person. So that was... Obviously. Uh, obviously. Well, no. I've... I find it interesting. We've done a few shows on uh, in comics escapism versus reality. Um, when I was reading comics, it was more in line with you. I wasn't looking towards to see a geeky guy getting by, picked on in school. By you? By you. By, sorry. There's cameras, so I'm assuming there's Adonis. <laughs> I'm assuming there's Adonis right there. <laughs> For those who are listening, he's like, yeah. you. You, Adonis. You add cameras in the mix. Now I'm all kinds of confused. But I was looking at like the big, bad you know, the characters that are going to fight. I didn't want to see somebody like me in the comics. I didn't get into Spider-Man till way later in my comic book reading because to me it was like, okay, this is just a little kid. Now, I will say this. Spider-Man has always been number one for me. Okay, never mind. You're done. <laughs> so you wanted it to be more about the, the all-out fantasy. Yes, I wanted to completely escape. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Oh. And see, I like that idea as well, but I liked... I, I guess I was so attached to the fact that I like the idea of me um, escaping. Now, if that character looks like me or if there's a character that can do also do something else that looks like me, um, that makes it much more believable for me. So that's why when um, the fact that uh, just like in Into, Into the Spider-Verse, like we all can wear the mask. It, it doesn't matter who wears the mask. We all can do it. Um, uh, like that whole mindset, that's what really was was a very deep, deeply connecting message to me. Um, especially like, like you said, uh, Zach about the civil rights movement and the X-Men and things like that. That's was a, a mirror of what was going on to try and bring everybody else in through a different medium. Like my dad liked the X-Men because of that. Right. And you know, he, he, he came to the country when he was 12 from Jamaica and everything like that. And then he moved to the North, uh, the, the Northeast and things like that. And, they had to go through some different things, but he was saying, he told me like, you know, when I was growing up in, in Greenwich and I would go down to New York and stuff like that, like sometimes it was, it was really rough and I had to deal with this, but I would come home and read those comics and it was, it was all, it, it just brought me to a different place. And the same thing for me, when he would take me to the comic book shop, 
or Blockbuster. <laughs> wow, what a difference. Uh, can you, can you explain for our younger audience what so Blockbuster is? Blockbuster was a store that sold uh, VHSs. Isn't it in Captain Marvel? <laughs> yeah, go watch Captain Marvel. Yeah, if you don't know what it is, go watch Captain Marvel. Thanks. Uh, um, but yeah, he would always take me to these places, and it was it was just he was he was reintroducing me to what helped him come along, and which helped me, and then expanded where I was going and what I was doing. I want to say this too, that uh, we do have 47 other members of Comic Playground. <laughs> so we're not. basically the Wu-Tang? Yes, exactly. If you wanted to describe us. Did you just 100. say Wu-Tang ain't nothing to beat with? <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, Joe Newcomer, uh, and as well as our newest addition, Ken Brown, mm -hmm. who uh, is our encyclopedia owner of Drawn to Comics yep, in, yep, yep. Uh, right outside of Phoenix in Glendale, Arizona. Brian uh, Augustine. Uh, Brian Augustine is going to be a new member. Uh, it, uh, Todd Ross. McFarland, who lives just down the street, <laughs> I hang out with every once in a while. And he, hey Frank, what are you, you, what are you going to come over? Then I was draw some for with your daughter. I'm like, but yeah, anytime you want, Todd, no problem. I'll give you a call. So I got his number. So uh, we're pals. How often uh, does he call? Weird uh, flex, but okay. You know what? He does text me every once in a while. He That's definitely does. Every once in a while, that was once. Okay, come over. No, I'll show you different time, dates. Different dates. <laughs> Alex, He's Ross, ready to is, prove Alex it. Ross is one DM. Let's be honest here. <laughs> uh, but in terms of Todd McFarlane, multiple occasions he asked for my number. Can can I can I, can I get introduced to him? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. I need, wow, I need, not, I need to hold little, it over. Little thirsty, brother. Little, I need, yes. I need, a little bit. I yes. need it to be the guy with the least knowledge has the most contact. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, you two can leave. Uh, but I want to say, uh, Brian uh, Hutchison is our uh, tech guy who's putting made this all happen, and Rich Page, also known as. Big Dick Toledo. Uh, I to, that's really because his name's Rich. Like, just you know. Well, he was. He why. went to work. No, he went to work. Yeah, absolutely. He's not even 100%. from Toledo. Uh, no, he went to work in Toledo. He left the number one radio station to go work in Toledo because he's a big, big deal. And uh, then he got. He he came crawling back. And look at him. He's he know that they talk about it all the time. On the, oh, they probably haven't talked about it in the last ten years. But uh, now yeah. he's working with us. Now he's working with us, so he's on the way out. <laughs> look, look. Strange he's, career. He still trajectory. goes and works at the number one radio station all the time, so he still has some semblance of himself. He walks back and like, I'm, I'm still okay. <laughs> well, I just want to make sure we mentioned everybody, and I think that's about it. On that note, Frank, do that thing. I forgot what that thing is. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online at welcometofireside.com or your social media of choice, as long as those options are Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, uh, at Welcome to Fireside or Fireside Crew on Twitter. Once again, I'm Menti. Uh, Mr. Mauer, don't forget to check us out on the OG, OG Podcast, Podcast Network. Network. That's the OGPodcastNetwork.com or the app. Frank? You thought I was going to do that? Yes. No, never. <laughs> that takes some memorization, guys. <laughs> Rack me, I'm out. <laughs> no, you can find us on at Comic Oh, Adonis. I was waiting, but okay, yeah. I guess. No, I, I, at I thought we Comic Playground leave. on all social media. Yeah, we just got it. Ooh. Yeah, that's it. That's, Ooh. We just did the same thing as you with what we call brevity. M-E-T-H-O-D, man. I, I, to me, it was just lazy, but okay. Yeah, it's not hard. <laughs> all right, Deuces. Karate. Ha, 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 ha.